days, all streaming live, all podcast post, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. I like the little uh, dolphin part there. That's Kope, the Japanese Bjork, as always, behind us on AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio.fm. I am joined by the amazing Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. What up, y'all? Yay! Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're talking today about all kinds of things. You know, everything, what everybody's Stop. been talking about. Shootings. Bang, bang. More shootings. Why More shootings. so many? First Las Vegas, now a church. A church. I, I can only think that this is actually a government conspiracy because they want us afraid where we think we're going to be safe. I think that the terrorist attack on the... Um, they said it was a terrorist attack in San Berdu. There was, a, I think it was at a... Uh, Talk about the one last week. No, it was like last year. Uh, San Bernardino. San Bernardino, and they and I said, oh, you know, they're trying to hit us, where they want everyone afraid. And now, in a church, uh, a church, a disgruntled child goes to church and shoots up the church. This is crazy. America is crazy right now. Well, if you notice the patterns of like a lot of these mass shootings like this, it's mostly most of these people, the uh, these um, the people that end up shooting. Are abusers. Oh. Have you noticed the pattern? Or they've like been most, abused. Or no, no, yeah. no. Uh, no they're, they're, they abuse others. Well, and yeah, they, they abuse others. Like you mentioned San Bernardino. He, the guy was abusive to his wife. Huh. The guy in Orlando that shut up the Pulse nightclub, abusive to his wife. But then why did he kill all the gays? And why then, was he mad at oh, the gays? Oh, because he's a press homosexual. Oh, okay. Um, and then this guy... Um, what about the Vegas guy? Was he a... Was he he's a, just... He was we, a, don't know, we, we don't the, know. He's anybody, a mysterious... Right. Well, we just found out recently his brother just got arrested for child pornography. Whoa. Yeah, except though, here's the thing about that child pornography is that I've heard that there's a there's a government virus that they put on your computer when they when you know the truth and they don't want you to know the truth and they want to discredit you. They they implant child porn onto your computer. I've 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 read things about it even with the um with the, the alien, the guy who believes in aliens, Stan Romachek. They've implanted child porn on his computer well that's the thing is who do we believe i don't know they these these that guy was a white dude so he's gonna be all right Right, right, right. um and then this guy um in texas he one of the reasons why he shot the church because he was angry with with his in-laws about child custody and then grandma yeah exactly he shot his but they weren't there and then on top of that you know he was a uh dishonorably discharged from the uh air force and then uh because i didn't know about this until yesterday he abused his wife and he fractured his son's skull so there's a pattern between all these you know mass shooters and also yes it has something to do with mental illness but it has something to do more with gun control. Well, does it? I mean, yes. I, I don't think we need to have the guns everywhere either. I mean, it's the same thing. It kind of got squashed. The guy in, in within Las Vegas, Vegas that That's what he had he had it cost ninety nine dollars. It's a pump action thing. It's a ninety nine dollar thing you can buy. Why should you be able to buy that to turn stock? to to turn a shotgun into a semi automatic re- weapon or not a shotgun? Whatever he did. Anyways, it's like a thingy Which that are you banned. buy. Yeah, the bump stocks. Yeah, yeah. it's like ninety nine bucks. 
And the fact of the matter is, um, the majority of Americans didn't know what bump stocks were until that shooting happened. But why would you need that? Why because would that it, it even exist? Intended to murder and kill. And the NRA right, is so right, powerful; right, right, right. they'll they'll make guns and what have you to make money. It's all about it's profit. All about, it's so crazy to me that this is all it all comes down to profit yeah and why the, some people are worth something I, I just feel like the as Americans we like to proclaim this well we value human life we value the human lives of Americans you know we exploit other people and enslave other people in other countries for our consumer goods and whatnot but now we well, just, we sell, we don't value human don't life value when our life. own people are just going out willy nilly and going and sh- I th- I just can't okay and I know they this sounds crazy but I kind of blame video games I'm hanging out with I a bunch of junior hires I'm hanging out with a bunch of junior hires today and lovely lovely children just lovely just really really lovely Beautiful. little really lovely little human beings but. And I discussed this with their teacher a little bit. We were saying, why are they so... In-? One of them wrote a short story, and it was basically looked like Call of Duty's... I'm um, okay. I'll Call of Duty's Fresh Ops or whatever. It sounded like he was just sort of writing about something that happened in a game, but he put some personality in it, too. It was really good. But I was like, wow, this kid knows a lot about World War II weaponry, and the only reason he would know that is because of the video games. And then she said, what? Well, it's, they, what are they doing? And it's that... We've created a society of lazy motherfuckers in that we don't have to milk the cow anymore. There are no chores. We don't even make kids mow the lawn because they have to or for anything. They just, there is so much leisure time and we give it to our children immediately and they think they get it forever. It's like this weird thing where you've got children that need to burn time. They're at school for six, seven hours a day and then... They're not going outside to play. Well, they can't now because there's guns and shooters. You know what I mean? It's like this. <laughs> but, you know, how do you... If you live in San Francisco, you're going to let your junior high... You're going to let your 12-year-old boy or girl run around the mission? <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't do that. I mean, I really wouldn't want that without supervision. Even when they're 15, I'd be like, God, there better be a bunch of them. So much trouble. We're in a big city. But then, what, are they locked in their homes and what are they going to do? Watching TV is terrible, but that's one thing to do. There's playing video games. At least it's somewhat interactive, sort of. But then it's like shooting people up and it's just time. It's just hours and hours. And the way that our TV is created now, binge watching, that's a thing. Like, it is totally acceptable to sit down and watch TV for nine hours. That's like a thing we do. And that's what's wrong with America right now is we have so much fucking leisure time that we don't have to do anything. We don't... Like, reading books used to be like, wow, I have time to read a book. Because you were taking care of the babies, milking the cows, darning the socks, baking the bread. You know? Right? Killing the cow or whatever. Getting the... We can even just go back to, like, 20 years ago, you know? And the fact of the matter is just, like, I think everyone's exposed to violence constantly. And the fact of the matter is, like, it's even on our phones, so we can't even run away from it. Right. When, you know when we're not even endured into a, you know violence at home because even if you turn on the tv the news violence right. on your phone if you, you know, i don't have a smartphone news, that's the know, people keep saying get a smartphone get a smartphone i don't want to do it because i honestly don't want to be dinged i don't want to be like 
Ding. Oh, something else shitty just happened. Ding. It's kind of like, like that now. Ding. Oh, what <laughs> fucked up thing just happened in the world? And and what do we do? And how do we change it? What do we it's tweet it? Oh, look at this. Let's tweet that this is a thing that happened. It's a damper of your day. I I, I can Ding. definitely tell you that. Well, but it's what Jonathan wakes me up sometimes. That's how the, he woke me up with the Las Vegas shooter. He was in the bathroom, doing his biz, doing his paperwork, and looking at his phone in the morning like he does every morning. And he wakes me up with. Like 59 people are dead in Las Vegas. I'm. I really why? Want some coffee? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so sad that that's. It's yeah. You can't you 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 know you can't run away from it. And it, it, yes, it, it's it's a damper of your day. But I will say this. I was glad to get dings yesterday, because as you know, the Democrats. Have been winning shit last night. Good. Yeah, uh, Virginia. Uh, it was a close call. Um, the governor, Democrats won. The first transgender uh, Senate uh, or uh, woman. Um, she's not in the Senate. Excuse me. She That's won in Virginia. Cool. Uh, first trans uh, African transgender right. in uh, Minneapolis uh, won uh, council. First African American uh, mayor in St. Paul, and then in uh, Charlotte. Uh, first African American mayor in Charlotte, North Carolina. The list goes yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Narl congratulates Justin Fairfax on his victory in the Virginia lieutenant's governor yep. race. Narl congratulates Mark Herring on his victory in Virginia's attorney general race. And Narl congratulates Dr. Ralph Northam on his victory in the Virginia governor's race. So I guess yeah. Virginia really turned a page. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that was, at least they're saying. Important, it's, it's, a, it's a very important state, obviously, because you have like the Washington, D.C. crowd that also right, lives in right. uh, Virginia as sure, well. Sure, sure. So, I mean, just remember this time last year. Oh, my God. So sad. <laughs> the sadness was palpable. I mean, it well, was... the difference a year makes, but I don't... I know it's that that thing is it I is I love how it just fell in my lap. It is a that is a, that is our new problem thing that that I mean the stage is falling apart. Donate to Muni Radio. Go to our website and donate there. Uh, they have the donate button all ready for you. Also, you can still applications for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 are open until November 30th. It's only $10 to apply. 25 shows in five days, all here in beautiful San Francisco. Uh, hoping for some international submissions. Don't have any of those yet. A lot from Oregon. And we know that you're funny, Oregon. We get it, Portland. You're fucking hilarious. No, it's true. Like, I might as well just call it the Portland Comedy Festival because they're all just coming down here. Portland no, it's great. I love you, Portland. I don't mean to be catty. You guys are all great. You're doing, doing something right up there. I, I, they love us up there. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, things have been very interesting. On I just joined a new um, comedian group that's on the internet web Facebook things it's basically like comedians bitching about other comedians but it's Ooh, kind of funny it's kind of juicy and well and this one poor woman is off she's nuts she's she's there's a woman that everyone's been making fun of and but only it's she wrote this she writes manifestos and uh-huh. but she still says she's a comedian she sort of stalks people it's crazy she's got like an antifa she's very like she says that black comedians hate her anyways it's it's an amazing little thing happening but it gave me so much perspective on my own mental health like i read it and i was all I'm not that bad. Like I, I have this like have uh, comedians hate me and nobody, but I don't like fucking write manifestos about it. Like I just cry about it alone in the dark. Like I don't get all out there and like, 
Whoa. It just, it made me feel a lot more sane. And I was like, that's one of the first times that that's happened for me with Facebook where it just didn't make me feel like a piece of shit. Like it actually was like, oh, wow. I'm not as big a piece of shit as I thought I was. I like the fact that, so she read, she how long was her manifesto? Oh, by the God, way? honey, I can read it to you. Oh, we, do yes. we do this? There's, I mean, why not? There's, there's always why been something about that not? word that frightens me. Should we manifesto? Yeah. Should we? Well, you yes. know, and the the best part was the breakdown that someone did on it. That um, Eric Krasner, I'll use his name. There we go. Uh, he broke it down, and it was so funny. Let's see if I can find it. And she's a comedian, correct? Well, that's a loosely based term. <laughs> now, that's the thing, too, is like, and I worry about that myself oftentimes. Like, am I truly funny? But then I hosted, last night I hosted um, at Brainwash, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm legitimately funny. There were there were two new dudes who came who'd never done it before, and oh, boy, they were not good. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I am funny. Okay, so this was the, this is, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should say her name or not. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't want to give her any. We'll we'll just use her as X. Yeah, X. Extremely not funny. Uh, Let me, I got it. I was scrolling. I'm scrolling down. Where is the manifesto? It's so good. Everyone loves the 69 thing. I don't understand the 69 thing. So my thing is this. So. She's calling herself a comedian. So, is the manifesto supposedly funny? No, or it's is she just serious. Like, what's I don't know. Did they delete the thread? Those jerks. I hope they didn't delete it. I, I hope so either. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the thread might have gotten deleted. Bummer. Ah. It was a big long one. Oh, I. You know what? It's actually. I, I can't. Anyways, the, the gossip made me feel good. But I don't understand. Everybody's posting things with 69, and I, I, don't, I don't get, I don't it. get it either. I'm not, I'm, I'm in the group now, but I'm still not in. Is it supposed like, to be like it's 69 just, dirty, like ha ha ha? I fucking don't understand what comedians do. That's the problem is like, I'm trying to be a part of like the comedy scene, but some of it I just don't understand. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I guess I, I don't go to any open mics in Oakland, so I don't know those people as well. Maybe that's it. I, I, I mean, I'm never in Oakland. I just don't do it. I, I, I mean, I, maybe you should. I don't like taking the bar. I, it's like I live in the city and there's so much to do here. Why would I? I mean, if Oakland's the shit. I know if someone books well when when they book me at the layover and I got booked there last last month. I did a storytelling thing that was amazing and and then I did a show at the layover and that was a lot of fun. But um. If I, I just wouldn't go to open mic, you know? Because there's so many open mics here. Why would I do them there? I'd rather just get booked. I would probably, maybe like once a month. Yeah, I should. You're right. Yeah. I should get out of my comfort zone. I just I just feel like Oakland's a little bit more diverse to me I mean, yeah. Then, but are the the thread that you just joined, are the majority of comedians from Oakland? Oh, they're all over the place. It's oh, they're just all they're all the... I mean, it's... Comedians are clicky, too. That's the thing, is I kind of yeah, like... But I don't want to be in, like, a comedian click. But someone pointed it out to me last week. I was kind of being all, woe is me, poor me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not in anybody's in-group. And she was like... It was Trina Roderick. She's like, Pam, you, you like, have your own in-group. She's like, do you not see that? That there's, like, mutiny radio people are, like, you have your own click? And I'm like... Point taken. I, 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 I do. 
I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. So I've been trying to reach out to, to other comedians more um, and put, book people on shows that instead of just all the people that support here, I've been trying to like reach out and it's been interesting. Some of them have answered me, some of them haven't. And I'm like, you didn't even answer me? Like, okay. All right. I think you should book the lady with the manifesto. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. She's not funny enough. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Damn it. I wanted she, to hear Yeah, I know. It was. She went She went off on, like, black comics. and what? So She thinks black comics she, hate her, and she doesn't appreciate their comedy. She doesn't... She doesn't... Ooh, she I was, don't know who this bitch is. Yeah, she didn't... She was just saying, like, I've had death threats and all this stuff. And I'm like, you need to take yourself a lot less seriously. I mean, there was a guy who was there was a guy who was saying fucked up shit about me on the Internet in all caps. But everyone knew he was, you know, that was the guy a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That guy. I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, but he didn't. It was all it was funny because all publicity is good publicity and did you write a manifesto no after i that? didn't i didn't acknowledge any of it i didn't i just let it pass and other people actually defended me i, I blocked him so i couldn't didn't have to see it anymore but then other people actually were like you know pam's pretty fucking cool i don't understand why you're calling her a racist and saying all these things about her I mean, I'm the first person to admit my accidental racism from my ignorance when I'm just like, did I just say some racist? I, I guess maybe it is. Like, I, but if, I really don't do it with a mean heart. And if people point it out to me, I'm the first person to be like, that's totally not what I meant. And if I need to become more sensitive or try to, you know, fix that, I don't want to. Don't be sensitive. Just try not to piss people off I mean, too much. The fact know? of the matter is just like you didn't you didn't judge a whole group of people saying that they're not funny and I'm getting death threats and you write a whole manifesto about it. Right. God, I wish I could have read that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, cause that's on another level. That's a cray cray level. It is. It was, it was crazy. And that, and I honestly made me feel like my mental health might be in better check. <laughs> like, no, seriously, I'm not even kidding. I, you, if you guys could see her face, she's not kidding. I, don't, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I, I get concerned about I mean, my concept of the way I live my life is not normal. Like, just the way I deal with money, the way I live, the way things happen. Anyways, I, I have a very alternative lifestyle in many different senses of the world, word. And even in my own mind, I've created my own reality. And when it doesn't jive with reality, I know that, that the trouble is... In creating my own reality that I enjoy existing in, I have to be wary that I don't fool myself. Because I never want to be the person, and I see it all the time, the people whose ego writes checks that their talent doesn't cash, where they think they're really great, and they have an attitude about themselves. And it's like, oh, come on. (laughs) So I'm I'm constantly afraid of like, not being talented or not being funny or not being something in that I try to I, I think that that keeps me in check from swinging to the other side of yeah. being like everything I do is awesome like I it, I could never be that person because not everything I do is awesome and there's nothing wrong with you know failure which is my biggest fear anyway you know but I'm not I, never been an egomaniac like that. I'm always the one that usually just punches myself. 
that makes sense. Not not literally. Well, that's what I try to do. I try to punch myself down now because I get, but it's just, I get into these places where because I'm creating my own reality anyway, like I have to make sure that I somehow jive with reality. So when I read things that other people have written that do not jive with reality, and I'm like, I'm in this world with you too, so I know who you're talking about because it was very loosely veiled names, but I was like, but it could be about anything. I mean, I... When you sort of realize, I mean, because you know, I, I, I'm like, I believe in every conspiracy theory, but I, I actually do believe 9-11 was an inside job. It was disgusting and horrible, and your government's definitely against you. But it's about taking, you know, thoughts in your mind and jiving them with, is this really real? Is our government really against us? You know, uh, is, you know there a, is there a conspiracy against black people? Is there, yeah, yeah, I think that we can now, like, be all, like, yeah, there's been a widespread conspiracy since the late seven, early seventies, even earlier than that, no, we'll to suppress. To well, no, but once, slavery, once, well, back to slavery. Grow. But once, once the civil rights movement started moving, there was a systematic shutdown by our government to say, "You're moving on up a little bit, but not that fast, buddies." So let's get some mass incarceration. Right, and we have to make money off. I mean, it's. But I mean, you're not also the. You're not off the deep end where you have people who are Holocaust deniers. Right, 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 right. See, now that's, that's the thing that off gets the deep end. Well, and, and with the Nazis, of people that believe in that the, kind of shit. I mean, that's the stuff that's crazy to me. That's the same thing. School shooter, church shooter, country music venue shooter, you know, shooter, shooter Theorist. of mass place, right? Right. Theater shooter. Sandy Hook. There's Sandy Hook deniers. School like, shooters. Yeah. Okay. So that's weird. They're, but they. To get in that mentality, they've already got to be so far out of whack. So how do we, like, I'm kind of a person that's sort of out of whack, but I I at least, like, balance? try to balance I with, you know, without taking their stupid pharmaceutical drugs that they want to push on everybody. But that's the trick. But then our, the problem is that we are letting people, how do we... What's the stopgap? And do we have any? And should we be no. monitoring for people that... How do you find out if people are mummifying their mom's cats and putting it under their bed? Or if they're, you know, if they're doing terror... If they're... Is it like, oh, you have bullying behavior. Let's deal with this mental health issue. Are we... See, this is... I was just going to say, now we're getting into the mental health issue of the fact... Like, okay, for example, Trump voters. Uh, it's a cult. Um, they don't believe the fact that this person did X, Y, Z. Right, the grabbing of the pussies right, and the right. being of the Nazis. But there's, there's, and the, yes. Exactly, but there is proven fact right. that this person has done this, and but they're the like, no, dissonance. no, it didn't. You know, They can't deal with the cognitive they dissonance. They can't deal they with the reality yeah. of the fact of the matter, like, yes, this is what is this happened. Is, this really happened. Right, yeah. and the whole fake right. news thing. See, this is, and I think this is what's going on with our country Everybody's mentally fucked up. Yeah, well, Everyone suffers from mental illness. But the fact of the matter is now you have so many people who see the truth but can't see the truth. Well, because they, we still don't believe the truth. Well, now here's the thing about mental illness when there, too. When there's fact and things are proven. Right, but what is fact anymore? Here, here's the thing. It goes back to this. We all have so much fucking free time that we have mental illness. Are there people with mental illness in, you know, fucking Africa? They're worried about clean water. Maybe, maybe absolutely, not. But, absolutely, but when yeah. you 
we have mental illness because we have time to have mental illness because well, our we, fucking American le- leisure time that we have gives us time to be upset about how our life isn't good enough and it's not just like TV and so now we're sad and we want to go shoot up the school. Fuck us. I really think like if we had a little more trial and struggle and didn't have all this leisure time to watch TV and do nothing and feel sorry for ourselves, we'd have a lot less mental illness. Now, maybe I'm a cold, unfearing, um, uncaring person. I kind of disagree with that one. Really? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like all this time to perseverate is what gives us mental illness. I think there's a chemical imbalance um, when it comes to mental illness. And it could be the food you eat, the water you drink. But it's also now I've noticed with like a lot of social media, people obsess over things. Well, I think this is going into the fact of like the mental illness, how we we start to develop because of social media and right. what we see. So people don't have fucking computers, right? right? We're the assholes with computers in our pocket and Facebook made me sad. Meow, meow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm being right. bullied on Facebook. I will, say, I will say this. There are, for example, the alt-right. Some of those people who have joined the alt-right movement were once Obama supporters. So what? some of the things that, some, not all, um, some of the things that they were reading and then what they got on the internet and they started following like let's Alex up, Jones. Let's look up all right. Let's oh yeah. And and you know, they see things and then they they get obsessed into it and intrigued and well I should say they're intrigued uh, they're in treatment <gasps> of something. There are thirteen thousand followers in the alt right community. It's just, it's called the alt-right. It's on Facebook. It's a page. It has a picture. I, I have no, I, I honestly don't know what the alt-right is all about. Oh. I, I think it's just racism. Yeah, it's race. Yeah. It's racism. That's just what I thought. better haircuts. <laughs> it's racism um, with better haircuts. They oh, okay. So they're, they're having a problem with the kneeling. Fuck you guys. Of course. It's, don't you know who Richard Spencer is? He's their leader. No, I don't know who Richard Spencer is. Oh, honey. You have to go read about this. The alt-right, they're just a bunch of fucking Nazis that just wear dockers and have better haircuts. The only thing that they're missing is hoods. Wow, this one says 17 bombs have exploded in Sweden in the last 28 days. Diversity is our greatest strength. Repeat. And it's a quote from them. Oh, these people are awful. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Terrible. Yeah. This is awful. These this are, is just... These are oh the Charlottesville my. people. Oh, God. Yeah. They're a bunch of racists, and but unfortunately, some of these people <gasps> who had joined, you know, th- there's a guy. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe it was in, like in North Dakota. His family disowned <sighs> him because he had joined the alt right, and his family did an interview stating the fact, like, you know, I can't believe who, you know, who this person is now. I I don't even know who I. He's been so brainwashed by the alt-right. I recall him being like so progressive and diverse. He even voted for Obama in 2008. And now he, he's, you know, basically, you know, an Changed. alt-righter. Changed. This is yeah. insane. You've got to love what BBC does with history. Quote, 15-year-old Margaret of Anjou, France, was played by a 47-year-old actress, Sophie Okonedo, a British actress who was born in London of a Nigerian father and a Jewish mother. They're awful. They're basically saying, like, that's not real history, and her acting... Like, oh, God, I don't like these people. It's okay to be white. (laughs) Oh, my God. We know. We've known forever. It's... They... They... They're... 
the oh national. Oh my god! Yeah, they're the Breitbart people. You're Steve Bannon. You know, this is why they love their dear leader Trumpito. I I am I am These, dumbfounded. Yeah, and I and that and I'm so naive. See, that's that's, yeah, what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I know. I keep hearing people talk about it, and I hear people doing jokes about it and stuff. But I just. I haven't. Now you're on the Facebook page. I just. I know. I hope they don't follow me. I'm so scared. I. I just. I want to get off of it, and it won't oh, let me. I'm very stuck on it. Misogynistic too. They don't want women. They want family values again. They want they that don't, white. They don't want women. The fifties. Yeah, they don't want women as their leaders. Women should be behind them. Um, oh yeah, they have a whole. It won't manif- let me get off the page. They have a whole manifesto too, you know. So, but some of these people and a lot of the alt right white dudes because they are white dudes um are basically brainwash you know they listen to alex jones that fucking crazy fuck right um, i think this is i think my dad might be one of the people that passed i don't think he's alt right but i hope he think i have to just i just have to close this down because it's sort of like crashing the computer that's crazy um yeah, my computer did not shit. yeah <laughs> i just i'm just doing research just need to know what the what the enemy is doing i i, I guess i mean but it's it's so funny like uh, how a lot of these people are brainwashed into this or or they've always had that hate in their heart and they're just letting it out now which is an, also another factor you know it kind of reminds me but why is it kind of reminds me of history american I, history x I don't understand. Oh, that movie was horrible with the teeth curb stomping. It's just the the worst. It's the worst thing you can do to. There are a lot terrible things you can do to a person, I guess. But I can't imagine. I'm, I'm just a big cream puff. I don't like fighting. I don't like wars. I don't like people dying. I feel like we we have to fight disease, and why we we have why we fight each other. I mean. I just don't understand, like, also the the grasp for power, like, that there are people that want to be in power, or this is, like, it's totally crashing the Facebook, the alt-right. The (laughs) alt-right, Seriously. Uh, they know they're, they they're know following us now now they put some c- camera or something they can see me well, that's great like, maybe they'll listen to Mutiny Radio That'd I hope they great. listen so I can pee on them have a little taste of Latoya Wynn piss piss yeah absolutely but I mean I I do feel like mental illness is most definitely a chemical imbalance but also as Americans we do kind of create our own mental illness yeah well we can go back to the hoarder problem what there's 18 million hoarders (laughs) in the united states that have a specific type of ocd called hoarding and it (laughs) makes your life unlivable because you're surrounded by stuff that's insane to me that that exists 18 million people suffer from a purely american made disease we have too much stuff we have too much stuff why do we have so why do we feel like we need so much why do we feel like we need to have the iphone 8 and the i, well, I need to hold on I to these to, memories i don't understand why we think we're such special little snowflakes that we don't have to work hard and milk cows and well we just get our milk from the store like do we even understand well, the acquisition of food in our country and 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 the farmer always gets fucked and now the same thing with weed we're like gonna fuck over the farmer people do actual labor for us to be lazy fucks um i, I another favorite mental illness i think we've created um is the uh the old 
obesity crisis that we oh, have. Oh, absolutely. With, oh, and abs- sex addiction. Sure. I mean, well, I think sex addiction you could have anywhere because that's like this human. Although, no, it's the same as food. We need food to live. Do we need sex? We do. We need sex to live because we need sex to procreate. So, living Unless as a species. <laughs> right. But food, having. So we have so much food that we have, what is one out of every four Americans is obese, obese now? Is yeah. that what it is? And obese is defined as how much? Let's see. I'll put in. And people are going to hate me because I said that, like, that's something that I think we've created. No, I, I, I kind of I, I kind of think, I'm like, why the fuck are you eating so much? That's just me being prejudiced, though. I'm just being ignorant and prejudiced. Right. Well, and some of it can be mental health because you stuff your feelings in your food. Food. You put the food away. Uh, it's it's weird. So no, I used to have an eating disorder. I used to be bulimic because I just love food. I love to eat food, so I just throw it up. That was easier. But <laughs> well, now I've just learned to like. I'm not. I don't require. Like I think about what I eat in a day, and I'm like, I pretty much eat the right amount of food, and it isn't that much, but it's. But like, it's something that we created, I think, being in our own heads. I know when I had an eating disorder, and it was bulimia, too, um, it was all because I wanted to be thin. Yeah, yeah, me it too. I wanted the, to be thin. It was the I voices that I pretty, created in yeah, my yeah. own head. My legs because, are too big. Too, too, right. I wanted to look like a supermodel right. and stuff. And stuff that society told me that I was supposed right. to, right. you know, be and look like. And stuff that I thought I should be and look like. That was something that I feel that I created. Yeah, be, and, yeah, absolutely. You know, that to me wasn't a chemical imbalance of my mental illness. That was something that I just put on myself. Right. And I, feel I think that's way. that. I think that's the other part of mental health, or it's just like I can say that I know coming from being having an eating disorder that that was something I some bullshit I created in my own head. And I agree. I have always wanted to be like a size two jeans. My legs will never, no matter how much I starve myself or eat or calories or run or workout, my legs are always going to be big. They're not, not big. They're they're I have nice legs. She got nice legs. But they I always felt like they were big because you see those tiny little skinny girls with their tiny little legs. And all the models have the tiny little tiny legs. And then mm-hmm. and it's just I've never even if I lost 10 pounds, I'd still, I'd still, still wear like a legs. size, the, maybe the smallest size I'd wear would be like a five or a four. I think these are fives. That's it. And I'm not, but that's the thing. I'm the same size as I was then. And I love my body now. But right. back then, all the images I was being fed were that it wasn't good enough. Now I look back at pictures. I still fit into the cheerleading costumes. I'm the same fucking size as I was when I was 17. But then I had a crazy eating disorder and thought I was fat. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you're pretty. T- I mean, <laughs> I'm a little person. You, you look back and it's just like, what was I what doing was to I myself? What was I doing? Like, I know you. In other words, you I had know- impossible expectations on myself. I wore makeup every day. I was shaving my legs. I was doing all this stuff to make boys like me, and they never liked me. It's so funny because now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and like, it it got way better when I just was like, who am I? Like, I worked so hard I would pick out my clothes the night before outfits I would wake up early in the morning put on all of my makeup you know go to school do the track do the cross country always like take off the makeup put a makeup back on I was like I have to be perfect I have to be perfect nobody gave a fuck 
No one was even looking. And I was like, everybody hates me. And it's like, no, no one's even paying attention to you, you egotistical baby. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is the chapter in your life that sucks. And then chapter right. two will be much better. <laughs> and then there's chapter three and four. <laughs> but I, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's You didn't need a pill for that shit, did you? No, I didn't ever need it. I, they tried to give me... They wanted to put me on Wellbutrin or Prozac. They, they were trying to do mental health stuff with me for years. And I just, um, I calmed down in my 20s because I got married and I was on birth control. And I still think that birth control is, is the way that the government and the pharmaceutical industry systematically uh, controls the white middle class women. <laughs> is by keeping them just numbed with this, you know, like... Anyways, uh, consume, 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 ladies. Be depressed. Take more drugs. Anyway, so I never, I never took any of those because they never give you an off date. They, they're like, okay, we're gonna put you on this. It's like, well, when do I finish taking that? And they don't. There is no. There's no answer. There's no answer. To and that. that's scary. Yeah, I want it to be. If I'm gonna be taking a pill, I like it when it's like antibiotics you take it for 10 days it does its job you're done done wash your hands of it right i don't like pain therapy or constant care that kind of stuff i'm just not all the opiates all that stuff like see now just imagine that you ended up having that prescription and this this was what 20 something years ago oh it would have been no, I, w- I think they were trying to put me on it. Well, we yeah, in college, so that was probably when I was 21. And then when I was married, so when I was like between the ages of 25 and 32, there was def- there was a definite push. And especially when I got insurance when I worked at Ethan Allen, people were saying, wow, you should really, you know, go see someone for your mental health issues. And, and I was, at the time, I was suicidal, but it was because I wasn't living an authentic life. And I was just... You know, it's they they kept me numbed with the birth control for that many years, and I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the life you lead. You get go to college, get married, buy a house, have a job, have a baby, be a separate wife. Yes, and have parties on weekends with friends. So enjoyable. Um, so, but that wasn't Pam like, bought. yeah, I didn't, I wasn't into it. Right. I was like, this is not cool. So for me, it was the, the dissonance of my personality jiving with the lifestyle that I had. I wouldn't say I chose it. It was like, this is what you're expected to do. And it was, it was me living out that Danville dream sort of as long as I always knew I was weird, a weird girl that wasn't, I mean, I was always something was a little off about me. <laughs> And I tried to fit in to all of these different groups. And the the set that when I was suicidal in my in my late teens with the bulimia and the stuff, and it was I was trying to fit in and trying to fit in and trying to fit in, and I didn't feel like I fit in. I never felt like I fit in everywhere, but I was trying so hard in so many ways to fit in. It was really taxing to try to be perfect all the time. Yeah, it was exhausting. It, it was expensive too. It was it was hard. Yeah. So. But, and I wasn't getting the satisfaction out of like, I'm trying so hard, I'm trying so hard, why am I not getting what I want? And it's because I didn't want what I was trying to get. Right. Do you see? Like, I was trying to get the thing they You're told me I was... something that's not real. That was somebody, it's what somebody else told me I was supposed to chase. Right. And so, it wasn't real... It was real, but it wasn't real to me. It didn't. It didn't resonate with me. So there was a constant dissonance in my being because I wanted to be this. I wanted to be 
depreciated or I wanted to be something. I wanted people to like and respect me. And I was trying to do it through their ways and motives. And then I realized like that is inauthentic. I need right. to be, I need this to be is, free to smoke pot every day, people. <laughs> this is, and this goes, this ties into like us having you know creating our own mental illness right right, when the fact of the matter is there are people that actually have a chemical imbalance like sure i mean yeah example like the the texas shooter the guy that shot the people in the church there was something definitely wrong with that motherfucker sure but why the fuck was he able to get a fucking gun right 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 you know right 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 that's the thing too that's Sometimes our somebody? sometimes our liberties need to be in now. Now oh, this is a slippery slope because this is what the government said about why they can listen to all our cell phones and the stuff the terrorists acts and all that. It's a slippery slope to say we should be giving up some of our liberties because you know because of anything. But really, guns. I don't believe in that. For me, it doesn't matter because it's like I'm never going to buy a gun. I don't like guns. Guns aren't my thing. I don't get it. I don't play video games with guns. I don't like war movies. I don't like movies about war. I don't like that stuff. I don't I don't get off on it. Cowboys and Indians? Just war. Just people fighting doesn't isn't the drama that I like to live vicariously through. I don't like it. I like romantic drama. I like you know, I like um, I'm reading this book right now called Angelology and it's weird. It's about these angels that live on earth and they're crazy and there's like kind of like a war going on, but no one's been killed yet. Yay. So you're not into the violence. But I mean, I like, I like Stephen King. I like, I like magical realism. I like that, but I, I'm not into war. Right. I think, well, the guns. yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind guns, but I would never personally have one myself because I end up shooting myself anyway because I'm a klutz. Uh, but I mean, the fact that the matter is just like, when you're talking about murdering someone and killing someone, there's something obviously wrong with you. That you're not valuing their life. Right. You're not valuing humanity anymore. That there's something happening where Americans used to value the lives of at least Americans, but now I don't believe we that don't either. even vote. Vol- <laughs> well, that was the that was the party line though. Like remember, World War II. We're going to fight for our country and for the other white people out there. You know what I mean? World War II. And the black fight soldiers the come Nazis. back and like you still a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> but Get there back, was spade. people were patriotic and they thought that certain lives had value specifically american ones but now americans aren't even valuing valuing american life i I like the fact that you mentioned world war ii because just imagine all those soldiers that just came that came back not knowing that they had ptsd oh they didn't even know that was it wasn't it wasn't it was unheard of right you know and that's something that was created by the government and the reason why I'm saying that, I don't want to sound crazy. Well, the fact of the matter is you enlist these young boys yeah. into something. 18-year-old boys. Yeah. They see something that they they've never shit. seen shit. before. People's arms getting blown exactly. off. Exactly. Their buddies dying. Yes. You know, stuff that's very foreign to them, and they come back shell-shocked. Yeah. And that's something because of, not because they brought that onto themselves. It's something that the government forced them on in order right, to right, get a better right. life for themselves or right. a better education. Right. So that's something. PTSD is real shit. And I mean, 
I think this is kind of what that dude probably had, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it is some real shit when you... I mean... You know, we have movies and stuff, and we've seen Private Ryan or whatever, and people getting their arms and legs blown off. But, I mean, if you were really there, and your, your, your fight or flight is in motion, and you are fighting, all that adrenaline, all that stuff, it's, I mean... It changes you. It's. I mean, we as people are a product of our experiences, and if you experience something horrific, it's going to affect you. Yeah, it's traumatizing. And it's super traumatizing. Uh, back to the fat people. Defining obesity. <laughs> so, if your BMI is 30 or higher... What's BMI? Bowel movement? No, it's um, body mass index. Oh. Body mass index is a person's weight in kilograms divided by the square of height, height in meters. A high BMI can be an indicator of high body fatness. To calculate BMI, see the adult BMI calculator. Ooh. Or find your weight and height by using this, uh, uh, determine your BMI by checking this chart. Okay, so let's look at the chart first. Let's see. Yeah. And let's check. Yeah, I'm going to check where I am. I'm going to guess that I have... I'm gonna guess, I'm just, I have no idea, but I'm gonna guess that my BMI is um, like maybe 19. Uh, okay, BMI, height in inches. I am five feet five inches. So that is uh, 60, what's, cause it's five feet five times 12 is 60 plus five is 65. So I am 65. Oh, yeah. 65 inches tall. And uh, body mass index. I am... Not a fat fuck. Right. I am a, I am 126 pounds. I'm actually 127 pounds. So my uh, body mass index is 21. So I was pretty close. Uh, okay. All right. How tall are you? So I'm 5'3". Okay, so that makes you 63 inches. Um, I'm guessing my weight is anywhere between like 147 to 153. Okay, your body mass index is 26. Sweet. That's good. So they... Uh, Does that include if you got a fat ass? Because black <laughs> girls have ass. So. That's true, I know. I mean, you the, gotta, uh, yeah, the ass factor. You're normal. Yeah. Uh, if you if it falls under eighteen point five, you are underweight. If it is eighteen point five to twenty five, twenty six, you're normal. And uh, over thirty is obese. Let's see how fat you have to be to be obese on their on their BMI <laughs> chart. No, let's see if I or me. So I'm five five, so sixty five. So for me to have a BMI of thirty, which would be considered obese, I would have to weigh a hundred and eighty pounds. For five five, I would just call you fat. I wouldn't call right, you right. obese. But if I was if, if I was if I was hundred and eighty pounds, the biggest I ever was was when I was one I was one forty nine, so I was one fifty, and that was I had a I had a I had a BMI that was still normal. So I'm I've always so here's the thing. So me I'm a psychotic person because I <laughs> I thought I've always thought I was fat, but if I was hundred and eighty pounds. I can't imagine that on my frame. Like, I'm trying to an extra it. an extra fifty. It's basically fifty pounds on me. Put fifty pounds on me. 
would you have it in your hips or in your belly? <laughs> well, and it's funny when I gain weight, I kind of gain it everywhere. Like oh, okay. so, it and you know where it starts? My neck. Oh, the neck. Yeah, ah. my neck gets. Um, I get the double. The first thing I get is a double chin, and then it uh, spreads down. But I've never had big boobs, so I don't. I can't imagine it would go into my boobs. That would be amazing. If I could gain twenty pounds in my, that would hurt. That'd be awful. See, okay, so does that? That also. My question is, does the boob factor tie into that too? Because boobs That's a good have, question. Gex, boobs are all... Um, they're different sizes. They weigh. I mean... because And they're the tissue that they are is like fatty tissue. You can't they? control the size of your boobs. No, no, you can't. You, you know. I always wanted bigger ones. Always, always, always. And now I'm like, yeah, they're okay. I had this book when I was little called Small Breasted Women Have Big Hearts. <laughs> And it, and it was a comedy book from like the 70s or whatever. And my friend bought it. To me. Oh, that's and the, awesome. the thing that I always remembered is that if you know that your boobs are small, if you if they won't hold a pencil, mine have never been able to hold a pencil. Like I can't. It's supposed to be under? Yeah, you put it under your boob. And if your boob can hold a pencil, I'm then it's. Yeah, I'm wearing a bra too, so it's hard. To, but I they're not big enough. So it just rolls. There's no over. I have no overhang. Is what I'm saying. So I mean, the beautiful thing about that, though, is as you progress to get older, when you get in your 80s, you won't have to worry about saggy titties. I know, all the way down and to you, the And to by the, the way, nubbins. they'll drag you down. Right. <laughs> Literally. And the devil will drag you under but, by the way to your breasts and his mighty coat. Isn't there a difference? And I was saying this the other day to someone. Like, to me, there's a difference between being fat and obese. Oh, there's a huge difference. You know, I mean, probably not scientifically, because, you know, being overweight, period, is going to affect your health. But right. also being, there's a difference between being 185, 200 pounds compared to being 400 pounds right. or 350. Well, 271. If your weight is 5'9", or your height is 5'9", and you weigh 271 pounds or more, then you are a class 3 obese. That's four, oh, That'd be a, a BMI of 40 or higher. Wow. Damn. I'm just, I mean, but that's, so 25% of our people are this I mean a BMI so let's say if I had a imagine imagine me at 210 pounds that I would be I don't want to imagine you that there's a second table go to table two <gasps> okay <laughs> so oh hi we'd like you feedback. wouldn't be able to skateboard or do shit uh, yeah I wouldn't be able to walk and then you still be a smoker too oh hell no uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be dead yeah. <laughs> well that's the those are those those are the um, those shows the show I love the there's a couple of them but um the fit to fat to fit is a terrible show but a wonderful show but these in shape people do terrible things to their bodies these really these guys and girls i don't think i've seen any girl ones yet but they they've all been guys they are personal trainers or whatever and they're in the peak physical shape of their life you look at them blah blah for 4 months they purposely gain oh no like they gain like 50 pounds oh or God. 70 pounds they 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 basically change their whole life they don't work out they eat fast food they eat junk food they just go crazy and then they meet their then they then they have then they lose the weight with their fat person so together the trainer and the fat person lose weight that sounds unhealthy as fuck well exactly for the trainer yes. you watch them and they go to doctors and the doctor's like you really gotta stop it's the same thing with that with the um, go, go uh, remember supersize the, me. supersize me yeah. yeah same thing 
they were like after a month they're like stop you're gonna kill this is really really because you're so quickly just going from being in shape to being completely that's so dangerous it's so dangerous and your poop's gotta be weird like your whole body someone's just, gonna die on that show I, I would doubt it I would doubt like, it that is like the most unhealthiest thing to do yeah I mean but again <sighs> I, I feel that again I'm being prejudiced and ignorant yeah that the fact that sometimes I feel obese people kind of create their own mental illness you don't need all the cheeseburgers right well that's the thing how can you once you've once you've stretched your body and your stomach to the point where you can eat five six cheeseburgers at once I mean my eyes are always too big for my head and that I when I get to when I go to um, In-N-Out Jonathan and I together we end up getting we get him a double double meal because we split the fries and I get two cheeseburgers now I eat one cheeseburger and I eat half the fries and I think I'm going to want that other cheeseburger but I don't Don't. and neither does Jonathan we just eat it later but then we're happy because later we can either split it or he'll sometimes eat it but you know better to like you're like okay I'm done my stomach is like saying okay I can barely like when I start my in and out hamburger I'm like I'm going to eat it and even with just a single, I, I can't eat a double double. It's too much. And uh, those last couple bites are tough for me because I'm like, I don't. It's a training thing, I guess. That's the thing too. Discipline. Is but I, I trained my body that I just don't want. I can't imagine sitting down having having a person eat two double doubles at once. But people do that all the time, right? Oh, people. That's do like that all totally the time with normal. A big gulp. <laughs> right. A big gulp. Or two double fries. The organization estimates that three-fourths of the American population will likely be overweight or obese by 2020. The last figures from the CDC of 2014 show that more than one-third, 36.5% of adults aged 20 and older, and 17% of children and adolescents aged 2 to 19 were obese. See, that shit pisses me off. This is fucking nuts. That shit. I had no idea this was such. I mean, it's an epidemic. A third, and how many of them are on opiates too? Are we just killing our own people? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. We're creating our own mental illness. Uh, adult obesity rates decreased in Kansas, increased in Colorado, Minnesota, Washington, and West Virginia, and remained stable in the states between 2015 and 2016. Look in the south; it's all deep, deeper. Oh yeah, this purple action. That's woof. I don't know. That's where all the fat. That's Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, and it looks like Louisiana. Yet adult obesity rates now exceed 35% in five states. Okay, so that's it. So uh, there's more than 35% obese people in West Virginia, Alabama, uh, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Louisiana. That's so funny because West Virginia, some of those states are the ones with the heaviest opioid addiction. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because they can't move around anymore. (laughs) West Virginia has the highest adult obesity rate with 37.7%. And Colorado has the lowest with 22.3%. Because they'd be hiking and shit. Oh, that's funny. So the lowest ones are um, Massachusetts and Colorado. Massachusetts also has a really low one. Oh, wow. What's California looking like? Uh, California is we're we're right we're in the orangey we're in the middle. We're like we're a big state. Yeah. 
Studies of children ages 10 to 17, 2016. Oh, this is sad. The 2016 National Survey of Children's Health found combination overweight and obesity rates for children and teens ages 10 to 17 ranged from a low of 19.2% in Utah to a high of 37.7% in Tennessee. So there's more states that have more than um, 35%. We've got um, uh, Minnesota, West Virginia, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida all have over 35% child obesity rates. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. That's child yeah. abuse. Because they can, you feed them, you're the parents. Like they're not making their own money to feed themselves. If they're a teenager and they're working at McDonald's and they're eating a lot, that's one thing. Yeah, but even as a teenager, your parents didn't obviously did not teach you the correct proper way of eating diabetes in the united states mississippi has the highest rate of diabetes at 14.7 percent 10 of the 12 states with the highest type 2 diabetes rates are in the south the cdc projects that one in three adults could have diabetes by 2050 one in three we are just killing ourselves by the way whenever you're watching like a tv and a, com- a taco bell commercial comes on uh, does it ju- does it disgust you because i can't look at those commercials well this is so funny jonathan figured out um something with with taco bell recently they have chicken chips remember when they had chicken chips before remember chicken chips it was yeah. like a year and a half ago there were chicken chips but they didn't sell so now they're putting fried chicken they're having a oh, fried yeah, chicken that. quesadilla that is so disgusting because That's they didn't know what to do with, with the, the chicken, chicken chips leftover. They, it was leftover frozen chicken they probably had all of this chicken in their processing plants and they're like hey marketing campaign people we need something to do with these chicken chips so now they're having a fried chicken quesadilla because they're using the old ad. chicken chips and they're putting them in it's three chicken chips in a quesadilla so oh, no it's so disgusting I've it's seen that so ad. bad the only thing I like at um, at their place is their bean and cheese burrito. Oh, simple. Because it's probably the healthiest thing that they got. Right, it's the bean and cheese burrito <laughs> with the fire sauce is fine to me. It's if you use other people's sauces, it's more tasty. But because a lot of, especially in San Francisco, a lot of places won't do. It, in San Diego, I used to love just a bean, big burrito of refried beans and tons of cheese. I loved them. That's it. But they don't do that here. It's like all the beans are whole or they don't, they're like, bean, they're like, we were going to put rice in. I'm like, no, just beans and cheese. They're like, that's a kid's one. No. An adult burrito. You just want your protein. Just beans and cheese. <laughs> you just want. They just, they don't get it. But, uh, but they're like the cause of all this, the fat fucks too. I mean. Well, I mean. The way I like my refried beans is with real lard. I like it, but that's the thing, too. If I'm going to eat a big, huge bean burrito, I'm probably only going to eat half of it because I'm going to have to save the other half for later. I just And how many times a week or a month are you going to eat that oh, shit? Oh, I haven't eaten a burrito. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Well, what I've been doing is I've been making bean burritos at home. So I buy a can of beans from um, not refried, just whole beans from the uh, Trader Joe's. And then I put some olive oil and butter in a pan, and then I put my beans in, and I smash them up. And then I put them in a burrito. They're very delicious. Yay. But um, 
anyway, that's maybe it's because you cook your own food. You I know, do. Cook I think food. that's another thing that what's going on also with the opioid crisis or opioid obesity, obesity crisis, yeah. crisis. No one cooks. No one cooks. And it's healthier for you to cook your own food. Right, right. You know, right. instead of like what you said prior to about no one's making their own food, no one's, you know, we don't milk our own cows. Anymore. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. But even something so simple as cooking your own fucking dinner right. makes a difference to your health rather than going to pizza slut. Well, there's, there is a, a doctor who had a theory about you can eat whatever you want as long as you make it yourself. So if you want an apple pie, you aren't allowed to go to McDonald's Ew, and get a deep fried apple pie or you're not allowed to go to the store and buy just an apple pie. You have to get the apples, skin them, cut them, get, you know, you have to make... You're, now you could go even farther and be like grind your own flour but fuck that but you know make your own pastry crust and if you make your own pie and you want to eat that pie or you have it you eat the pie because you put the work into the pie but when we have so much accessibility to things like donuts if you want to make donuts and eat donuts eat donuts but just that we have access to donuts all the time everywhere and plus you can also measure how much sugar that you want to put in that's the main sure. thing you know, because you don't know how much sugar that they're putting into like a McDonald's apple pie. Right. You know, right. you're not you're not being able to dictate what you're putting, what ingredients you're putting in, you know, your food that you're getting. To and, go. and that's the thing is that we to go and eating out used to be special, and now it's like just normal. I love eating out. Well, yeah, and but it's <laughs> people used to eat at home more. Now people are literally eating McDonald's every day, isn't yeah. it? Like having it all the time. And you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, See, this is where you're creating your own personal shit. You're creating your own havoc. Right. And then you turn out to be 300 pounds a couple years later, and you're like, "What the hell? Did I get all this weight?" Mm. Right. Right. You know, this is just another example. It, uh, I can't imagine how long it takes and how the habits become that you. When do you just give up and say, "Eh, I'm obese. Whatever." <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whatever I want, whenever I want to, doesn't matter. Completely, I just don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I, I saw this lady yesterday, and she was shorter than me, and I'm not that tall. She was probably, I would say, five foot or five or four eleven, and she was like really, really big and pushing a stroller. And her little girl, she wasn't paying attention to her little girl. Uh, was crossing the street and I saw the little girl I'm like oh no she's gonna be fat like her mom oh no you know just waddling a little bit and the little girl looked like she was like two or three years old oh and this woman she's probably like in her 30s or what have you but she was just like like she had a hard time pushing the stroller let's just say that you know and it didn't look like she I'm just going by assumption. It didn't look like she suffered any kind of like, you know, my daddy touched me inappropriately, <laughs> so that's why I had to eat Ben Jerry's every day. Or like, it, it just looked like she just had an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm basically talking about. People who are creating their own mental illness, not because of the fact that they had something tragic that happened in their life. Right. I'm talking about the people who create their own. Well, maybe our bullshit. maybe Americanism is its own mental illness. Maybe the Trumpian no. America that we believe in is mentally ill. If we think I, it that way, wow. that if we think yeah. about oppressing other people for consumer goods, if we think about being selfish, monetarily selfish, if we think about, you know, having to consume mass quantities and having to consume mass quantities of lies and awfulness and whatever, that maybe that 
maybe that's mental illness maybe Americanism that, is oh, I, I kind of like that idea because when you think about it Americanism is oh I like that perspective because Americanism you know as a person of color that also affects me absolutely yeah i mean we're we're mentally mentally ill well don't you think that racism is a mentally ill way to think it's like yeah it's mentally ill to base a person's worth on the color of their skin that's that's an insane concept i think still aren't we're not past it yeah we we still don't we're still property women are still property that's a kind of form of mental yeah yeah so maybe it's just we're just trying to cover it up with a pill yeah cover it up with a pill but we could learn about things we could all smoke pot together and we could learn that'd be great i love learning Education uh, this is we learned a lot we almost solved all the world's problems uh we can solve the world's problems by through laughter which is the second best medicine you guys all know it who has the first that would be spark guess what i just got in the mail today something by spark i did i got a three thousand dollar check from spark oh! because they are the shit. They, because Spark is sponsoring the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. That's going to be March 1st through 5th. Coming up soon. Coming huh? up. Uh, we're still taking submissions. Open submissions until November 30th. And it's only $10 to apply, which has been amazing because we've actually had a lot of submissions. And it's been really helpful for the station. I feel like this $10 person, like... The shows on Friday are $10. I get money that way for this to make the station work. Now with the applying, it's $10. I'm after everybody's $10. I'm like, you can give me $10. We'll just, we'll just you $10 can dollars give me is just $10. Be the number. It's a, it's it's a great fine number. It's going to be better than lucky 13. Yeah. It'll be lucky 10. Lucky 10. I just need 10. Uh, this, our first one today is from Brian Lucette out of San Francisco. I don't know him. He is a San Francisco-based comic who performs stand-up improv and sketch comedy around the Bay Area. He's the co-host of the Red Warm Red Variety Show, a monthly show at Piano Fight, the host of Daytime Talk at Night, an improvised daytime talk show a la Jerry Springer slash Ricky Lake. <laughs> I already like it. Yeah. And a writer. Oh, he's part of Endgame. Uh, that's great. He's a, he's a, he is an improv guy. That's exciting. That's probably why I don't know him because I don't do improv. I do. Well, I mean this, you could consider this improv really. Um, Everyday life is improv. Right. I don't pay that much attention to everyday life. Uh, but here (laughs) is this dude. Play. This guy does an amazing variety show called uh, the Warm Red Variety Show. You do it at Piano Fight all over town. Pretty much anywhere that'll let him do it, he does it there. Um, but it's really, really funny. He's an incredibly talented improviser, very strange mind here. He's wearing the same sweatshirt he wore last night that he put beer all over. Uh, I love it. And uh, let's give a very, very warm, 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 warm welcome to Show. 
I was I was living in a house with a bunch of sober comedians. It was called Dry Humor. And I got kicked off for obvious reasons. Because I'm not funny. My girlfriend says I look like Robin Williams from the waist down. He played Peter Pan in that movie. Nah, but Dustin Hoffman played Hook. <laughs> but I, I should stop calling my girlfriend who broke up, so. <laughs> I was in a long distance relationship for a while, but it didn't work out. It was, it was like too hard. It's so hard. How many of you have been in a long distance relationship? Clap. Don't raise your hand. Yeah, it's hard, right? I hate taking selfies.
you set your clocks five minutes fast, you'll get really good at subtracting. to love him uh we weren't paying attention because we actually have a special guest in the studio uh loud josh is here hi josh hello ladies hey you gotta get you gotta get closer to the microphone for us to be able to hear you hello ladies. there you go that's better uh so you're uh working right now you're you're, you're bike messaging Shh. no i mean you are you're driving you've just brought us some important papers yes yes <laughs> currently uh couriering documents on the road of san francisco right now Right on. Dealing with dream farce. Oh my God. I am oh. so pissed at them. Okay. That's a fucking, uh, what you dream, dream farce, dream like, farce. What like do they even Oracle. do? Yes. What do they okay, even these, do? So what are they I dreaming about? They sell clouds. They sell clouds. And, and I think that they're just the middlemen in between the clouds. Helping they, it's tens of thousands of businesses. CPM. See business. something that's so weird. It, here's the thing. Uh, they're not doing anything. It's a bunch of fucking rich people that figured out a way to not do labor. They're like, what we're going to do is we're going to sit in a room and pass memos around and maybe some emails. Right? We're going we're gonna to do a thing. We're going to take nothing and we're going to put it nowhere and you're going to pay us a lot of money for it. And then we're going to take over the city. Okay, so this is the thing that pissed well, me off I yesterday. Got him, I got him to put in, uh, I think, some new bike racks in front of the building. Well, that's great. Yeah, I went in and you know gave him a whole like 130 year history of San Francisco couriers and how we started the whole fucking thing. And it'd be nice if we could still business, do business with our other customers in the building, with not all the bike racks being taken up by people that you know should have chauffeurs for their bikes at this point. Right. Absolutely. Great pitch. So, yeah. No, no, and they bought it actually. My, my my this girl I know that works the front desk the next day was like, hey, pass it up the pipeline, and I think we're gonna put some more racks out that's, front. Yeah. That's great. So ch chalk one up still leaves them at negative 73. That's uh, so. Here's here's the problem I have. With with uh, Salesforce. I think my boss is listening to the radio. Oh, God. Uh, right now, they took over all these streets and they put like carpet on the streets and then they put um, like sofas on the streets and then they're all eating, drinking free champagne and eating little blinis with caviar yesterday as I'm walking by. What street? They, it's oh, Howard Street between 3rd and 4th, right where everybody from downttown goes to get on the freeway to get out of San Francisco. They closed the so street. And they've got for all week, Are you all week, me? all week, yeah, yeah for all and week, so and so rich fucks can walk around and downtown. they can eat their chip. It's insane, right? On top of twenty thousand more Uber drivers, in right? Downtown, twenty thousand more Uber these people from I mean, around the world, right? All around our city. Our I mean, they, yeah. they they came into the bar on Monday, and I made some money off them. But they actually they tipped. Yeah, some of them. It, they, yeah. Well, they're surprised it's not free because why do rich people get all the shit for free? You're fucking rich. Pay for it. So the thing I want to do is I want to get a bunch of people who are questionably housed or just don't care about the <laughs> urination ticket and I want to surround their outdoor area. The urination and I'm, I want us all to pee on their carpet on where they close the street. Oh, you close the street down? Oh, they turned it into a fake forest. Yeah, it's because like, it's blaze, fake trees, blaze fake your own trail, like blaze your own tra tra trail. They're blazing trail, yeah. Okay, so their whole wow. their whole thing, blaze the trail. That's their whole thing. I'm like, just blaze, blaze baby. The trail? Is that yeah, it's all about blazing. But that's what I want to do. I want to get all the questionably housed people out of the TL and be like, motherfuckers, we are going to take a shit in the woods. Let's go pee on a tree, my friends. Wouldn't that be the best demonstration ever if we all just start 
defecating in the woods? Does a bear shit in the woods? Yes. First of all, I'm sorry. Does a bear shit in the woods? Whatever happened to just having your shit in a convention center? Yeah, right. Inside. Why you got to close our streets down? I mean, what the fuck? They they have all three wings completely filled with the in-between the two and the brand new one that they're working on completely shut down. And yeah, and then they also have a lot of alleyways and other streets blocked off for private parties and so oh, on. Oh yeah, the oh yeah. That's just. I too... mean, they're like they're going above and beyond what Oracle has already considered the San Francisco shit shows accomplished. Right, right. Which so. I which I understand. They help me make money too. But, but Oracle like... actually makes a product. Is the weird thing I think. Oracle actually <laughs> makes a product. This is this is ridiculous. Are you serious? See this this is this is one of the reasons why I don't like San Francisco. All this bullshit. Like. First of all, the streets are already congested without the bullshit. And then the fact that you're going to have a fucking red carpet. Mm. It's just the main thoroughfare. They, you know, It's a fuck you. Yeah, they put the Moscone in the wrong in the wrong place. Hey, hey, at least there's not a fucking Giants game going on. Oh, my God. Uh, like, What's yeah. going to happen when um, fucking the I new... I think they probably deliberately at least chose this time period so it wouldn't conflict with the downtown congestion <laughs> of a Giants game. Well, it's, it sucks. <laughs> that is... No, I'm the one that has to drive through it on my right. bicycle trying to deliver packages all day. Right. And they're all Uber drivers. They have no idea what they're 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 all entitled little fucks running around in our city. Assholes on electric skateboards riding in the bike. Oh my god! If you're listening, fucking stop it! Fucking skateboards go on the sidewalk. I don't give a fuck if it has a motor on it. Why do you have a fucking electric skateboard? Because they never learned how to skateboard to begin with. That's that's true. They're posers. Don't skate. Under under's all right. Under's fine because he already knew how to skate before he got the skateboard. I wouldn't like if Jonathan if Jonathan got one. I wouldn't say anything, but he would never get one. Oh, but I would. I would make fun of your boyfriend so much for having that. Because he knows. Me and him, like, were shaming a guy on Market Street the other night. And he ate shit in front of us after trying to talk shit back. Ah, that's great. Uh, and, yeah, it was, oh, I, I was laughing for at least two minutes. That's funny. You're not allowed to go that fast if you never learned how to do it pushing. Right, exactly. You know? It means you don't know how to ride a fucking skateboard. So right. why are you doing 25 miles an hour on a sh- down a street on a skateboard that you never learned to ride to begin with, you fucking that's, poser? Right, exactly. First of all, maybe he's got a death wish. Well, that's oh, true too. No, no way. The funny thing is when for death when they're when they go uphill, I've seen them. It's so funny to watch them go up steep hills. It is just hilarious. You, oh, yeah. you're on the board and you just kind of lean I, into I it and you go it. up. You just skateboard. I mean, sometimes I wish cool. I had a little motor to get me up yeah. the hill, but then just take it off and then ride it like a normal skateboard after. How do you feel about Ford bikes? Um, it turns out it was a really f- fucked up idea to begin with. It was like, uh, what was it, capitalism on a cycling culture that initially was just trying to get a free bike program going. Um, But it's not Ford. It just turns out it's the same company that bought all the other cities that were doing the small program and did a larger thing. And And it's just just, just advertisement for Ford. But Uh instead, they put Ford huge on the back of it instead of being like city bike brought to you by Ford. So now I just walk around saying, bikes brought to you by cars. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, I just, I just like, I call them Ford bikes. Those assholes are in the way too. They don't know how to ride a fucking bike. Well, and you the problem with a bicycle. And go buy a fucking helmet. They have no helmets. Bike shops are shutting down systematically. Bike shops that have been open in San Francisco for 650. 60 fucking years are shutting down systematically because of shit like this because no one wants to go buy a bike and if they do they want it to look cool and they don't give a shit that it's made by slave labor in China it just looks awesome and they're riding bikes and wearing helmets and telling me how to ride a bike even though me and my kind made the bike lanes for all these assholes right well now the thing the thing with the the thing with the fucking Ford bikes which is ridiculous is that 
we've got tourists who have no idea where they're going. That's what I was gonna, they have no idea I, how to ride. Yeah. They don't know about one-way streets. They can't. They're, they don't have helmets. On. They don't have helmets, and city, there's though. no this is helmets. In a lot of major cities, so it's not just San Francisco. Oh, but there's so we no can't helmets. Chicago, Chicago, so every, but there's no know. helmets. I I don't have that much for, for love for tourists, but I don't want them to die. Like. They're gonna get hit. There's gonna be a terrible accident with a Ford bike I see and a, a car. A lot of more questionably housed riding them yes, around I do now too. because it's only yes. it's really cheap. They it's, find one like they find everything else and think it's theirs, and they just start riding it around. Well, it's it's actually in the program. It's it's only five dollars a month if you have a Lifeline. If you have a if you have a Lifeline Muni Pass, um, it's only five dollars a month to have access to them all the time. Oh no shit! Yeah, they just don't give them back. The, I, I well no you the thing is that you you're supposed to only oh, ride them for 30 minutes set up with like a shopping cart set up on the back like full trailer wow I was like, yes they're supposed to Hell lock yes. up they're supposed to lock up after 30 minutes they're only supposed to be able to be ridden for oh, 30 minutes on. or something are you are you kidding me these are no. the same people that found out that kryptonite locks can be opened up with a big penthouse oh oh yeah you Wait, know? I like, do? trust me they'll figure it out I think somebody else is trying to figure out a way to scam Uber too they're putting phones next to the symbols and stuff like that oh I will Uber say Uber doesn't know about that yet. I will say Oops. the cool. I, I like the cool red bikes with the little motor. The, I've the actually rode one of those. That's, That's still cheating, fun. also. That is cheating, but that shit was fun as a motherfucker too. I I need. But I have a bike, and I do ride a bike sometimes. It's just it's too fast. To if I could have one of those, that would be amazing. Have one, just and I was one. about to cut it in half and roll it up with the other. Two you know, and you're so sweet. You gave me one the or no, someone else gave me one the other day, and I put it behind my ear, and I can never do that because my ears are too small. They cannot house cigarettes. My ears are really big, and they still fall out. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that. I don't smoke anymore. Or I just forget I do one of these. Right, and then it's just gone. It's stuck in my long hair, and I just have a cigarette dangling from my hair. That's that. That'll work too. Just weave it right in there. Uh, all right, that was loud, Josh. We're gonna uh, listen to some more comedy. This is Brian Bixby uh, out of Portland. Portland. So, I can tell by the backdrop. Yeah, that again. helium backdrop. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I look like I'm selling door-to-door sausages. I realize that. I think about the apocalypse a lot. I do. Uh, And what I think is, I'm going to die. I'm not going to live. I'm not supposed to. Like, when's the last movie you saw? where the survivors are like an ex-marine, some hot chick, and a fat, cowardly ginger. Yeah. I hid in the closet! That's me, okay? I've always been chubby. Uh, One thing I've noticed, most people won't tell you when you're too fat. But old people will, okay? They will. I remember the last time that I saw my great-grandmother alive. She said to me, I was 10 years old, and she said, Brian, you're getting too fat. And then she died right there. Like, it's weird, like, I was so fat, she had a heart attack. That's what happened. I've been trying to lose weight. Uh, someone told me, You know, what you need is self-discipline. That's what you need. So now, whenever I have a donut, I spank myself real good. uh, And I'm kind of into it. I've gained 17 pounds. Uh, Can't get more donuts. 
like beer. I drink a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, I've been told that every can of beer contains approximately one pork chop in calories. But I've never eaten nine pork chops and felt like now I can talk to women. Like that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Never. Want to sing karaoke? No. I just, I don't know what to say. I have nothing to say. Hey, toots. Mad like, Magazine. Uh, just, he lost a bunch of weight. Just wasn't funny anymore. He even made a joke about it on Mad TV. We were talking, as this comedian was talking about how fat he was, we started talking about fat comedians that are dead. And uh, Ralphie Mae just died. Uh, he was 45 and he was fat. And he's following a, a long, great line. Where were they? John Candy. John, uh, Jim, Candy. Jim Belushi. Jim, uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Did. Is uh, Who else? Luffy going to be next? I maybe uh, and Iglesias, right? Yeah. And, is that yeah. what is his name? Yeah, Enrique exactly. Iglesias. Was, yeah, that dude. Jonathan likes him. Uh, Carlos Mencia lost weight. He ain't funny no more. He was never. Funny. He was never funny. Yeah, he was never <laughs> funny. He's been a hack his entire career. He still yeah. jokes. He's. Uh, who else? Who else? Ding, was, ding. Have there been any fat oh, women comedians that have died? Roseanne Barthin slimmed down significantly. She's still funny. See, I, I they, think she's still. Yeah, funny. I'll keep my hands off that one. <laughs> Wait, oh, she's a feminist. No, no, no she's I gotta hear that. I was gonna make an outrageous <laughs> accusation. Sure, no we love we love slander. Come on, it's a hell of a drug. Oh well, that's <laughs> that yeah. was that was he wasn't fat though. With, no, it's Charlie Murphy. Rosie. Charlie Murphy. Oh, he's trying to say that you know she has a little help from her friend. Oh well, all she cool speaks. people, all cool people do cocaine. We know no, that. All the people who are connected. I would issue go in the other direction and making you skinny and crazy as opposed to fat and crazy. Is that what happens? But she's still funny. She's still funny. And the other and the other brothers are dead. So Well, poor poor fat comedians. Wait. Don't don't <laughs> Don't be fat comedians. Uh but that was good. It was good that we have a potentially we could have a fat comedian on <laughs> On uh, on the no on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I don't want to. We're not PC here. I, no, not at all. We well, like and that I, the thing is, I I really it's the obese people. I'd though. like to make it really diverse. I'd like to have, you know, some super gays and some some titty men and some <laughs> women with titties, and some lesbians and some. I'd love to really be all over the map. Some trans people. Scrot. Sure, some side scrot in there with the. I mean, it's PG thirteen. We've discussed that. But no, I want to have different people. Of Color, I want to have, you know, if there could be a Native American. But the thing is, all I'm pretty much getting is Portland. So they're going to probably be white dudes, everybody. That's pretty much what we're looking at That's right now. That's what the comedy festival should be called. White, white dudes, white dudes. White dudes. There's going to be some dick Dylan and Jones jokes. stand up. So this is Dylan Jones. Up, oh, another white guy. <laughs> looks like he's from Colorado. I bet his name's carved into an aspen tree somewhere. I know I look cool. It's what happens when you get Spotify Premium. Get with it. Uh, you know, sometimes I lie awake at night beating myself up, thinking, if only I went through the drive-through of that Taco Bell. My car was stolen from a Taco Bell. I was theft autoed. See, now I wouldn't call it Grand Theft Auto because it was a 98 Honda. Man, I missed that car. 
and got me from D to E. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it doesn't stop there. Johnny Law, in the Taco Bell when the thing went down. <laughs> I tapped him on the shoulder, I was like, uh, so, uh, I don't know if this is your jurisdiction or anything, but, uh, <laughs> my car was just stolen out of the parking lot, he says. All right, hold on. Go wait outside. I'll be out in a minute. Like, this guy's, this guy's got a to-do list. And number two is finding my car. Number one, live Moss. And you know, I thought they found my car. They give me a call, they're like, Dylan Jones, sir, is uh, this your license plate number? I say, you damn skippy, that's my license plate number. Portland's finest, baby. I take back all the things I said on Facebook. <laughs> Turns out they just found my license plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm growing up, gang. I'm growing up. I got Spotify premium now. <laughs> I wasn't always this way. I, uh, I used to have a room that uh, it was a storage closet, but it had a window, so I was able to legally live in there in case of fires. In case of fire, we got this. It was very small. I had a queen-size bed. My room, 80% bed, 20% dirty clothes, 100% where the action happens. Am I right? Hey. <laughs> Okay, we're fine. We're fine. We've seen it up. He's really funny, funny, though. He's funny. I like him. I feel like he'd be an attractive human being if he'd cut that hair. I couldn't see his face from this far. Oh, okay. He's but very funny, though. He's very funny. funny. Yeah. He was. He's doing some act outs there. You guys couldn't see that on the radio. He was all. Yeah. It was funny. Very animated. Animated and unusual. Uh, and I like. I like Spotify. Him. I like. Yeah, I, I like, like the, the callback. I like the callback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he. Is funny. Uh, the next one we have here for you is oh my god, yes, uh, a black no, it's a black guy. Yeah. But uh, let's see, my, Chris Johnson is a Portland native who's been on the rise in its comedy scene. Just a few short years, he's been featured on many major showcases all over the city and beyond. Johnson often comes to stage equipped with his geeky views as a black millennial. Tales from his Northwest upbringing and hella nerdy rants about Lord of the Rings and Naruto. Here we go, Chris Johnson. That host has no idea, I spiked my own drink, whoa! How you guys doing tonight? Any Portland natives in the crowd tonight? Never get a response like that, that is amazing. I grew up here in Portland, Oregon, I went to Grant High School. When I was going there, it was an 80% white institution. Um, when my mom sent me to high school, she sat me down, she gave me the talk. She was like, Chris, you're gonna experience a lot of things in high school. You're gonna experience the pressures of sex and drugs. And I was like, Mom, I just got out of middle school. And she was like, I need you to know that you should not succumb to peer pressures. Keep up with your classes. Try to do your best to be a good student. Don't do drugs. Um, if you're going to have sex, please use a condom. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Don't bring any white girls home. 
very serious about that. <laughs> Which, you know, Grant High School, 80% white. Would you send your kid to the Tillamook Cheese Factory? <laughs> I'd be like, you can't have anything with dairy in it because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. <laughs> I really hope my mom didn't show up to my show. So I wasn't the token black guy, I was the broken black guy. Um, and then everybody found out what a huge Lord of the Rings fan I was, so I became the Tolkien black guy. You know, really, really good time of my life. Any, uh, I think it's really important for uh, people of color in the audience, I think it's important that you travel outside the country um, so you can experience um, racism from different cultures. <laughs> I get off the plane, I step on the street, this little Bolivian kid looks up at me and he goes, Negrito, Negrito. Now, uh, I didn't take fifth year of Spanish where they teach you racial slurs. Uh, so, and my first instinct was, okay, I just came from America, we're getting called the N-word. Constitutes an ass whooping, this kid is five years old. So, I look at my friend, he goes, calm down, Chris, calm down. Negrito is actually Spanish for strong black man. <laughs> I was like, goddamn right it is. <laughs> this little kid knows what he's talking about. I, I think we can all agree that he's very funny. Funny. That's, that's, he's, he's, he's in the funny pile. He's in the funny pile. Yeah. Yeah. I want some terrible ones. I love the I know. Ones. This is, well, there, the problem is that we're, we're, uh, it's so all funny. the Portland people. This is another, this is Isaac Pendergrass is a stand-up comedy, comic, writer, producer, actor, and engineer. Ooh. What's a stand-up engineer? No, he just must be an engineer. Based in Portland, his comedic style is heavily informed by his up upbringing in rural South Carolina. Isaac was a finalist in Portland's Funniest Person Contest 2017. Sweet. That's great. Good for him. All right. Isaac Pendergrass. I think I know this guy. Not Teddy, but Isaac. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for your next comedian? Yeah. Your next comic coming to the stage was a finalist in uh, this year's Portland's Funniest Person contest. He's really awesome. Big round of applause for Isaac Pendergrass, everyone. This is a really professional show. That's cool. How's everybody doing? Sad times we live in, guys. Sad times. Due to our current reality, I've been watching a lot of horror movies to relax. That's true. That's true. Hey, have you, have you ever noticed that every haunted house movie is essentially about two white families fighting over real estate? <laughs> Noticed, you noticed, but but the thing is, one of those white families is dead. <laughs> Can you comprehend the level of privilege on <laughs> <in> that premise? <laughs> uh, 
I feel honored that he applied. But you know, uh, the—I I don't think you guys heard me. There's a there's a dead white family that <laughs> that thinks it has the rights to live in a house that's just been bought by another white family. And if if that's not bad enough, there's a living white family that's in fear of being murdered by said dead white family, and they're thinking, oh, we can make this work. Every single movie. <laughs> well, Poltergeist was. But you know, <laughs> thank you. Well, it was still ghost though. <laughs> you know the uh, the living white family does everything to get the dead white family to move out. Uh, sometimes they bring in Native Americans to do chants. Sometimes priests cross as holy water. Everything. I'm just a little disappointed that they never moved a black family in next door. <laughs> You guys thought it would work too, huh? <laughs> but wait, wait. Uh, sometimes that joke gets a little misconstrued, so I want to I want to clear it up a little bit. Um, the black family is an upstanding black family, uh, and they they will bring the property value up in that neighborhood. Uh, uh, the ghosts are racist. In that joke. <laughs> all right. As long as long as we're all on the same page. All right, there's a, a say, say what you will about this new administration, but they are doing things that I never thought were possible. In fact, they've created something that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime, and that is sad white people. <laughs> sad white people. All right, you guys have seen them, huh? Uh, Facebook's full of Portland's full of them. <laughs> Portland. Jeez. Uh, just after the election, I had a friend call me up, a white friend, and he said, uh, Isaac, I'm feeling a feeling and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it was sad. It was sad. He said, he said uh, I, I think it may be oppression. <laughs> I was intrigued. <laughs> he's obviously, he's hilarious. Uh, he was really funny. I'm excited that he applied. That makes me feel like really good that That's, people in Portland yeah. seem to think that this is real. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is real people. <laughs> 206. Uh, this is a guy from Seattle. Auditioning for Castaway. <laughs> oh, we watched this one before. Now we're in the ones that we saw last week. So we'll scurry down through those. This was the I guy. I lived my life. He was funny. We liked him. The same way I was born. By accident. He's a one-liner. He does all one-liners the whole, the whole time. It's actually really impressive. He does a really... It's, one-liners are hard. I don't, I don't do them. I, I have a couple, but I use them to transition between things. I don't like have a whole act of one-liners and he does like eight like, minutes of it it's, yeah, it's impressive i like to talk too much i rant ranting yeah we went through we saw Ginny. we saw julia we got to get deep in the we laughed at andy picaro that was maybe i don't remember oh what was the, that was the funny one that we was this from uh, last week yeah 
uh, this is inter- this is interesting stuff special stuff about you this is um Tony Morse out of Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering alcoholic. It took me a while to get sober, but it sure turned out to be a good thing. My wife is a psychiatrist, but I think I deal with crazier people as a real estate agent. My wife and kids are biracial, and I really hate all this alt-right bullshit happening everywhere. When I practiced law, someone's lung was delivered to a senior lawyer that I was meeting with. Years later, as a realtor, I discovered two placentas in someone's freezer. No further work-related body part discoveries to speak of. I like puns. <laughs> I like puns. Just, just throw that in there. Let's, let's see. Let's see this guy. That's, I already. I actually. That's funny. Uh, this is Tony Morse. More important. So some of you here probably know I I don't drink anymore because I'm a recovering alcoholic. And um, the other day, somebody approached me and they asked me this question. Uh, They wanted to know if I ever miss alcohol. And in case any of you have ever known anyone who's in recovery and have wondered this, I thought I would just go ahead and remove all mystery for all of you. Yes, we miss it! I remember this one, so he was funny, okay. Sorry, it's hard to remember who we've seen and who we haven't he seen at this funny. point because I'm not putting them in. I'm I'm not like uh, at this point we're doing like the basic sift and we're just there's only been a couple no's, but I'm I'm gonna fine tooth it when because uh, Poji's gonna be here. Poji's yeah, coming yeah. back at the end of the month. He's really good and at so judging too. He's, he's yeah, he's super judgy. And <laughs> my problem is that like I'm I get I'm too nice. Um, to everybody but he well let's should we watch some local ones should uh, we watch that opening let's, joke let's, though what? about missing it oh, oh yeah it's the only reason I don't quit because every time I quit drinking I'm fucking bored as fuck <laughs> I know what do you well I just I don't even know I don't know where to go or who to hang out with because yeah, so much of my life I is I to hang out with them do that I actually don't want to hang out with them that's why I go to bars and get drunk and shit <laughs> I'm a bartender I have to do my homework <laughs> uh, when I, when I bars, I stayed away on my time off. I'd do something like camp or something, you know. I I I just can't get out of benders. Uh, this is this is Danny Deshi. I don't know why he gave me this from 2011, but 2011. Let's do it again. One more time for Danny Deshi, y'all. Give it up for Danny Deshi. Okay, can you hear me now? So yes, I'm Danny Deci. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a graduate of Hills Business College. Losing my hair, and I work at Radio Shack. Yes, I know you ladies are getting all excited, but please don't rush the stage. Okay, thank you for your cooperation. And you know they say most accidents happen in the home, and that's how I was born. So we learned that uh, Donald Trump is uh, not eligible to run for president. Uh, He was born in the U.S., but his hair was born in Malaysia. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, also in the news, did you see this on uh, MSNBC News? There was a survey that said that 62% of America's workers are having sexual relationships with someone else in the same workplace. So that got me thinking, man, I need to get a job. Yeah, this week I went to a, uh, a uh, uh, job interview at a medical lab, and um, the interviewer asked me, what are your qualifications for being a chemist at our company? And I said, 
Well, I can rub my hands together while going. Give me something from 2011. He said, security. <laughs> so I went to see this movie called. Uh, I don't know. It was just, I'm gonna, this this looks better. This one is Danny Deshi. It life in sixty in Hi, section. I'm San Francisco comedian Danny Deshi. And you know they say most accidents happen in the home, and that's how I was born. Oh, we have a new restaurant in our neighborhood. It's home-style cooking, just like Mother used to make. The only problem is, every few minutes, the cook comes over to your table and complains about your father. And sometimes you might find dentures in your meatloaf. Uh, my last date didn't work out too well. Yeah, she was a Republican. I didn't see her Ronald Reagan tattoo until it was too late. It was on her fist. Hey, did you see the survey on MSNBC News? It said that 62% of America's workers are having sexual relationships with someone else in the same workplace. So that got me thinking, man, I need to get a job. Oh, and also last week there was this big uh, fireball flashing across the sky. Scientists thought it was a meteor at first, but they found out that it was actually Ford Pinto that got rear-ended. And now, a little bit of music. Putting on the bits. This is, the, this is the newer version of the same set he had five years ago. Hey, I'm also yes, new for birthday. This is, Not this is, an audience. But this is from 2012. Um, it's a solo uh, TV show. Also, the old for weddings. Okay, I'm Danny Deshi. Good day. A children's comedian. Good children's comedian. Well, he is clean. It's true. And um, he was actually on the gong show. But that makes sense. The, the gong show that they did totally here at the, it, or, you know, on the, it was, it was recently. I'm surprised he didn't send me the clip from that. I'm like. Him getting gonged? Yeah. yeah it, well. Because <laughs> I was wondering if you had one somewhere. I just didn't really want to. You're actually just, you know. No, no, it's like. Through the has, has anybody been to Antelope, California? Where the fuck is I that? I have no idea, but this guy is from Antelope, California. Maybe he'll give some insight to this that. This is Josh Means. From Antelope. All right, don't fuck this up, Josh. <laughs> don't don't uh, fuck this Josh up. Josh is in the world. Try to be pretty chill, so don't make us look bad. Oh, he was Punchline Sacramento. Is that Kikoa O'Brien? He's a ginger. How you doing, Punchline? All right. I think one of the main reasons I am the person I am today is growing up, I was the only white kid in my group of friends. And when you're the only white kid in your group of friends, you're good at things you wouldn't normally be good at, like basketball, talking to the police, <laughs> roasting people. I don't know if you guys know this, black dudes are the kings of roasting people. Your black friends will tell you shit about you you didn't want to know. Without my black friends, I wouldn't know that I look like a crypt keeper. <laughs> That I look like I would be the bitch on the show The Orange is the New Black. Or that my girlfriend likes black guys. Orange is the New Black is also the name of my rap album coming out this fall. Check that out. It's nothing original. It's just me rapping over songs I like, but my way. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke gingers. 
rather be a G-I-N-G-A. <laughs> Welcome to the only place you're ever going to hear a gender-centric Tupac joke. <laughs> I heard some of you guys laughing when I said I played basketball earlier, and I don't know what's up with that. I know my body doesn't look like it was made for basketball. It looks like it was made for knitting, <laughs> crocheting, being a bottom. <laughs> Actually pretty good. I can dunk. Just don't because I'm afraid of heights. Shut up. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, you're absolutely right. I'm terrible. My nickname in high school was Little Red Riding the Bench. <laughs> but I've always That's felt funny. like I'd be better if I was taller. And I blame my mom for that shit. I'm like, how come you couldn't marry a taller man? She says I did. It was just eight years after you were born. <laughs> Which is why my half brother, who has autism, couldn't care less about basketball all the shit for no reason. <laughs> 16, only 16, but he's six foot five, 240 pounds. Yeah, that, that time is mom's weight. That's my dad's awkward body and commitment issues. My little brother does have autism, but he's high functioning. He goes to a normal high school. He even has a normal girlfriend. I mean, she's a little bit of an alcoholic, but what freshman is <laughs> Most kids with autism don't really filter out what they say. My brother grew up looking up to a guy who wants to make a living telling dick jokes on stage. So his is a little worse. They just got back from Hawaii, and I was like, how was your trip? He said, Josh, it was great. I tried so many things on my bucket list. You're what? It's like, you know, my bucket list. My food bucket list. So you gotta call it that from now on, because my bucket list is completely different. Still a little bit of eating, though. Oh, yes. Maybe I wasn't the best role model, and I feel like now is the best time to tell you guys that I work with kids. I work with kids with autism, and my favorite kid that I work with is a little mini-me. Looks exactly like me, but in an eight-year-old's body. So picture me without the beard, maybe a bigger penis. His mom's a redhead, his sister's a redhead. We go out in public and we look like the Weasleys in a witness protection program. He's cute. Uh, he'll go through these stretches where he just only talks in Disney quotes. Like, I'll walk in. How's it going, Anthony? Kuna Matata. No worries. All right. We got a minute to play, and then we'll get started. But, Daddy, I love him. Why are you quoting The Little Mermaid out of all Disney movies? And shouldn't your mom be the one calling me Daddy? His mom is fine. And you probably don't believe me because I said she was a redhead earlier, but trust me, she's gorgeous. I'm always trying to flirt with her on the down low, but then Anthony pops up like, let it go, let it go. <laughs> I recently started dating a girl with a son who has autism. Uh, we didn't meet at work though, so like I should clarify that. We actually met on Tinder. Wow, the late the place if you're in the market for single moms. <laughs> oh, we know he's funny. Do you guys do you like? Yeah, him? he's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Gingers, that's another um, you know sort of person of color. <laughs> They're Ginger. starting to become more and more rare. That's absolutely true. Well, thank you for uh, going through those and uh, helping out, hanging out, Josh. 
no name. We don't want to. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. It's today. The weather is weird. It is winter time all of a sudden. It is fall. I went outside and there was a little bit of drizzle on my bike. Oh Oh. no! It's uh, they're getting rain in all the what war fire areas at least. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, the fires. They put those out finally, right? Jesus Christ. Um. Well, yay! Thanks for being here, Latoya. As always, a pleasure. And we'll be back next week. You know, same bat time, same bat channel. Same racism and sexism. Same racism, sexism, and same shit. Yeah, yeah same shit. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Bring what fat I people. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, every yeah. week we end up talking about how the today we figured out that being American is a and mental health issue. Yeah. It, it, it's. I was fucking thinking that the other day. Yeah, it being is. it's it's its own mental health issue. We, we we're totally entitled. We're unrealistically entitled to things that we should have no right to have. We have we eat the, the but the the ideals own. the ideals are way too high. What we can ascribe to is unreachable. Like it, it, we we give ourselves unreachable expectations, and then we get crazy at ourselves when yeah. we don't live authentic we create, lives. We create our own craziness. Create our own craziness. Well, that's what we talked about earlier. Hey, uh, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned for Some Call Me Tim today. I'll be talking to Zia Ahmed. He's a Muslim. Yes! Hey. Excited to learn about... Yeah, no, I, I'm the accidental racist. I'll be like, what does that sound come from? Is it tribal? Is it Muslim? What's going on? I, I, I've heard it from all kinds of uh, yeah, 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 yeah. movies and like, you know, punk rock shows and stuff right. like that. It just happens. I think it sounds more like a, a pirate death call to me. Okay. You know, I've, I, it has not, it's, people can adopt it like Hitler did a mustache. Right. Lupia! <laughs> uh, sorry, that's my battle card. Uh, everybody, have a great week. Bye. Bye. and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke 
workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of 